Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Este episodio de Salud Podcast es traído a ti por McDonald's, sirviendo orgullosamente a la comunidad desde 1965. Y uno de los recuerdos que más tengo guardados es cada viernes después de que mi madre nos recogiera a mí y a mis hermanos de la escuela, nos íbamos a McDonald's para nuestra cajita feliz. Ese momento al abrir tu cajita y ver el monito que te salía era de pura diversión. Y uno de los recuerdos que más me resuenan cuando me acuerdo de McDonald's y por eso me encanta. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Salud Podcast. My name is Jose Quintero and we brought back Stephanie Monet. Yes, <laughs> I love being here. So you know <laughs> whenever what? I get the chance, I I'm always saying yes. <laughs> I appreciate it because doing this whole podcasting gets lonely. And um, I know the, the past people that I've had, like I've known a couple of the, uh, the people, but it felt more interviewy. And cada vez que te traigo a ti, it, it kind of reminds me of the feeling that um, Caesar and I had, where it was just like, let's just have a conversation y lo que salga, salga. Y si nos equivocamos y nos hacemos pendejos, well, that's fine too. Yeah, and you know what it reminds me of when we used to sit down in the living room in the apartment. Oh my god! And we would just talk, and we would just go off on random topics, and like we would just learn. I'm like, man, I wish like we could record these conversations. Like, I wish we would have recorded some of the conversations we had back in like Hawthorne. Yeah, no, I definitely had a, a lot of fun uh, being your roommate. And but but you're right. We sat down and we had these amazing conversations, and then they just went on tangents. And then we were like, "Oh wait, hold up, cough coming in." <coughs> All right, <laughs> dude. Okay. COVID. bien. <laughs> it's not COVID. Oh no, it's not COVID. Okay, so uh, I need to explain. All right, y'all. So the reason why I am super, um, se puede decir que freaking um. My my voice is almost gone. Is last week there was a bunch of COVID cases at work. Like the people at work started going down like flies. It's not even funny. Mira, ya te está atacando a ti. No te hagas cabrón. Yeah, I'm like, but I did actually have COVID, oh, which is you, a real. Yes. <laughs> you actually did. Uh, I haven't. So let me tell you. Let me tell you. See, this is the tensions that we would do back in uh, Hawthorne. That's what we called the apartment. Like, ¿cómo, cómo le llamamos al apartamento? El apartamento. Well, it's Bay or well, I forgot. It was a it was apartment beta beta because of the it B. was apartment B, <laughs> something like that. But anyways, uh, so they started going down like flies. So it started off with uh, Angelica's daughter, and then from her daughter, it went on to her husband, and then from her husband, she's like, "Yo, I've been testing negative," and we're like, "Yeah, we've gone two and a half mm. years without uh, getting COVID," mm. and all of a sudden, one <laughs> Tuesday was it Tuesday afternoon. Or Monday, Monday afternoon. No, Monday afternoon. She's like, I came back positive. And we were like, what the fuck? What? The yeah. Keep in mind, Same. keep in mind, keep in mind that we were supposed. Oh, I'm going to get into this. <laughs> we were supposed to go to Miami uh, this past Sunday. This past Sunday. So the 19th, we were supposed to fly to Miami. So we were like, oh, no worries, stay home, like, recuperate, hopefully, but because her, uh, her daughter and then her husband have been testing, like, well, they tested negative, like, five days after they tested positive, so we were like, oh, by Sunday, you'll be fine, so we can fly out to Miami, we still had, like, plans to go to Miami, and so then, well, Angelica, which she's another part of our, um, our team, there's two Angelicas in our team, by the way, oh, uh, so like, which one? Angelica Chiquita y Angelica Grande. <laughs> What yeah. we call it. So La Chiquita, <laughs> then she came back positive on Wednesday. And uh, it, the, from there, it was like downhill because I had to take over the morning show. So from 5 a.m. to 10 a.m., which is an amazing opportunity, you know, to go on air um, for five hours and talk to all of Los Angeles and whoever hears this through the app and whatnot. 
But aside from that, um, our midday uh, shift wasn't there as well. Um, I don't know the reasons there, but then they asked me to cover. Hey, can you cover from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m.? And I'm like, boy, I don't get paid enough for this. So then I was on air from 5 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then aside from that, I know Stephanie's already looking at me. Aside from that, um, I just started last week. Yeah, last week was my first full week doing a new tv show i'm doing tv for the very first time y'all so this is scary and nerve-wracking and i'm just kind of pushing through it uh it's called the cali tv show in el canal 22 con jose luis sin censura (laughs) i feel like your week has been like messier than mine because i got covid at the beginning of the month Mm. after saving myself for like two plus years this girl says saving myself Girl, the same yeah. marriage. <laughs> I got tackled in the last quarter of 2022. Like, I feel I'm like so it's the last I'm so done with you. I'm so done with you. Sorry. I, I, here comes the guy part. Like, the guy and me, you're using all these references. Like, I was saving myself. I got tackled. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay. I did. It was like I was almost at the touchdown. It's the last quarter of the pandemic. And I just, I got hit. I got hit. And I was refusing my, I was refusing that it was COVID because I started mm-hmm. feeling weird on Monday. And then on, I tested negative on Monday and I was like, okay, then that's cool. Tuesday, I felt like I was dying. Wednesday, I felt like I was dying. Mm-hmm. And then I retested on Thursday and then boom, positive. Yeah. And I was, like, you're not me. And I was telling so Stephanie, like, yo, work. yo, I was like, Stephanie, you got, you got COVID. There is no if, buts or what about it. Like. I was a little on the fence because I was like, yo no salgo. Yo literal, I stay at home. And it was just, yes, I was surrounded by people with COVID. Um, but this voice is, because I've been testing negative every single day for the past week. But this voice is the cansancio. I've been just talking way too much. But I was yeah. like, Steph, you're, you, you went to Vegas. <laughs> and your doctor even said that. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I was just mad that I got sick, but... You know, I'm happy I'm better because I can see really how someone with an immunocompromised like system or mm-hmm. who is immunocompromised can get really, really awfully sick with this because I had to get an inhaler Damn, to be able to bad. talk. Yeah. And I'm still like, if you hear my voice, like, todavía suena mormada. And like, oh. I still have like the cough and everything. And I'm like, but I'm like, I'm, you ain't got a sniff to kick it. I don't want to what? You ain't got a sniff to kick it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I feel weird because every single time I cough, like everyone looks at me and I'm like, I'm good. Like the CDC, my job and everybody clear me. I'm, I'm done. But my boyfriend didn't get sick. Like Rafa didn't get sick. Wow. Lucky him. I honestly, to be honest, like this past weekend, I was, uh, and I know this is, this is going to sound so desensitized and like, I'm sorry if it comes out the wrong way because I didn't mean it for this way. Like I wanted a COVID this past weekend. I really wanted just to get a break, uh, uh from work. And I was just like, come on. Like if this is what I'm feeling, uh, like I'm cool with it just because my coworker who got COVID, she's not like, Oh, I just, cause it's her second time around. I just got a sore throat and I'm like, that's exactly what I'm feeling. And I'm just sleepy all the time. Eh, just an ear mm-hmm. infection. <laughs> I feel like our generation like doesn't want to take a break because even when I was really sick, I was still working. Uh-huh. And I'm the first person that says like, take your sick time, Same. but it's our busy season. And there's a lot of like moving components to everything. And so it happened to us too that literally half of the team right now is sick with COVID. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad calling off because I'm like, there's so many things that I need to do. And like, I'm trying to do everything. But when I was trying to work, I couldn't even concentrate. I couldn't even talk. Yeah. On Monday, I was trying to like, I was trying to talk in a meeting and my voice was just like going out. Yeah. And I kept trying to work and, you know, it's weird too, because I, I work from home. So I feel like when you work from home, you're like, oh, I can work through this. I can work because I'm here just yeah. at home. Why are but we, that's not the case. Yeah. Why are we like that? Like as a, as a society and as a culture, we love this whole grind mentality. And then, uh, I, I mean, I wanted a break too, but I also felt like, wow, I'm going to be penalized if I take a sick day or I'm going to be penalized if, if I call out sick. 
Um, and that, that kind of sucks. I think it's, it's just this mentality that we have. And I think I remember reading something that it, it comes all the way from this Puritan mindset that we have, that we have to always be working and we have to always be like, even exploiting like nature, that if you see someone just not, you know, not working, you think they're lazy. But in yeah. fact, it's, you don't have to always be working. No, you know? soy lazy, estoy cansado. Yeah, and it's weird, though, because if you see other countries like in Europe and, you know, mostly Europe and I think like some some Asian like countries as well, they if you're sick, they just send you home and they're like, take take your time off. Like, it's essentially not your fault that we're not completely staffed. Mm. And it's it's just this mentality, especially with the United States, that you have to keep on working. And that's why when this pandemic hit. I was like, we're screwed because mm. this is why it's gone so long because you cannot take time off. We're fortunate enough that they pay us for time off, you know? Yeah. There's people out there that they don't get sick days. Or if you're working as a contractor, you don't get sick days and you don't get paid for those days. And then, you know, add on to the fact that we have no universal health care. It just turns into this whole thing of like, you cannot afford to take a day off. The rising cost of housing. Yeah. Food. Dude. Okay, so talking about universal health oh, healthcare, it, it shocked me. <laughs> this uh, this weekend, I was like, obviously, because I work in a reggaeton station. So, do you remember Chino y Nacho? Mi niña bonita. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So that song, obviously, dope. Their music, dope. So I was uh, seeing on El Cordi La Flaca. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Instagram. So Chino, which is the, the taller one, uh, the more buff one. Um, mm-hmm. th- so there was a shorter one, it's Nacho, and then the taller one, Chino. So he actually, I don't know what happened to him, but he got really sick, right? So oh. yeah, yeah. So he had like face paralysis and when now he was recuperating, his wife left him. Uh, so to top that all off, and then he got covid so so then he got COVID, which complicated so many things, right? So because he got COVID and because he had pre con, uh, pre-existing conditions, they had to hospitalize him. Because of the hospitalization bill, he couldn't pay for a lot of uh, the hospital bills. So they started a GoFundMe for him, and they raised about $75 million. And Jeez. I know. And I, I think that just goes to show like, dude, not even the famous are safe from this. Yeah, it's see, I feel like the United States has a lot of things like really backwards because it, even with insurance, you have to pay up front for a lot of these costs. Oh, my and co-pay? if you don't have insurance, yeah, the copay. And then it's like some things are not covered. And sometimes you have to choose in between. Like, I read articles like that. Hoy nomás tú. There's people that have to choose in between a treatment or their finan- the financial well-being of a whole family. Mm. And, and it's really sad that they essentially choose to just die because if they continue with the treatment, it's going to financially ruin the whole family. Yeah. It's it's so it's really sad and I'm like there's there's no social like essentially backup for anyone. Wait, no te vayas tan lejos. Like you're talking about the people who provide like who need the health care or who need the medical attention. Let's go ahead and talk about the people who actually give the medical attention because this weekend I was listening to so many people who graduated from med school and who like are now advocating for uh, residents to unionize. Because unfortunately, like they're making fifty to seventy thousand dollars a year when they're residents for the first three, four years of their, oh, of their yeah, yeah, of their residency. And then aside from that, they're like a lot of people don't understand that when you go to urgent care, like you're usually going to be seen by uh, a resident. So I guess you could say an interim doctor oh. or, or or not a well, they are a doctor, but they're. they're they're doing their internship uh, or I don't no, know. What, what would it be? It's like, I, I know what you're talking about. And I actually have a friend um, who who is going to medical school and her debt is like insane yes. to begin with. It's insane. The amount of debt that she has to go through as a first generation student. 
Um, but it's essentially, as what I understand, you graduate and it's kind of like your, I guess your training period, like actually yeah. as a doctor, uh, yeah. you get trained, of course, through your full like MD, but I think the residency, it's like, you're kind of a doctor, but not really yet. Yeah. Like well, what, well, what I, what I would associate it with is like, I guess, uh, you know how you're like an associate professor or like some mm. kind of professor, but you're not tenured yet. There you go. That, that, that that's, that. So, it's a limbo. It's so a weird get, limbo. Get this. So they're called the residents. So per, <laughs> per this little documentary that I saw, shout out to La Doctora Leslie, now who's now in Chicago. She was part of season two. Uh, Salud Podcast. She posted it. And she said, uh, well, this documentary said that they're called residents because they tend to live in the hospital. And they're, yeah, so fifty to $70,000 a year, which if you're listening to this, you're like, wow, that's a good amount. But get this, they're probably working about 80 hours per week. So they're making below the minimum wage for three to four years. Yeah. They're $250,000 in debt. And it's like, more. yo, like this freaking sucks. And it's some people... And, uh-huh, some pe- and, some people? and some people are actually thinking of leaving the medical field because of the whole COVID situation now that uh, that they're being overworked. And it's like the, the, the people who are taking care of us, but who's taking care of them mentally and physically? You know, it's it's not the only section that actually has that issue. Um, when you do a Ph.D., uh, Wait, so when you do a PhD in any field, um, you essentially have to teach. I'm to sorry, the, I, I, I don't think it's worth it. I don't. I don't think it's worth it. I, I mean, pro- props to you if you decide to go to the PhD and everything else. But sometimes you have to teach at the university. That's stupid. And you know, you still pay tuition on top of that, or you know, they they essentially subsidize your tuition. Um. But after that, you cannot work. So you're essentially kind of just working to pay your tuition and you're just kind of in this vicious like cycle. Yeah. That's what I understand that um, a lot of fields work that way. And, you know, as long as in the medical field, you have to do that because these are the people that essentially treat us when things go really wrong. We should yeah. treat them actually very well and pay them what they're worth. Yes. Especially yes. when you comp- when you compare the amount of debt that you had to go into, I heard that you had to go close to like a million, uh-huh. and that has an interest rate. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, has it still has an here. interest rate. Like what? It the has hell? an interest rate. I mean, there is a chance that you can get it erased after ten years, but we all mm-hmm. know that that system is not really working out. So, yeah. you're trusting your life to someone who is overworked, underpaid, and is going through a lot. I'm like, we should be taking care of them, you know? Yeah. I'm going to say something. I, contra- I hate it here. I hate it here too, right? I I'm going to say kind of something I- controversial that probably in season one, I would have been like, oh no, that's stupid. Uh, and right now, this is what I think. Maybe next season, I'll probably be thinking completely different. But unless your field requires you to get a master's degree, I don't think it's worth it anymore. Uh, or unless you're getting or your job is paying for it. Paying for it. Because yeah. it's become yeah. such a lucrative business that it, that it sucks when you're trying to. I mean, we've seen it. We've like seen job applications that are like, oh, master's degree required. How much is the starting pay? 18 bucks. Wait, yeah. What? Actually, as a when I first graduated with my master's, um, I was getting paid. I, w- I was working at a law firm. I was getting paid 20. It was this girl next to me who up until we started discussing salaries, Oof. she didn't know how much I was getting paid. She was getting paid, I think it was like 16, almost 17, with a master's. <gasps> so when doing I Doing the exact her, same thing. Doing the exact same thing. And so when I told her, like, what the hell... What the hell? She was like, yeah, what the hell? How did you get 20? And I was like, first of all, 20 is underpaid for me yeah. to begin with. I have a master's. You also have a master's. And she was like, I have no idea. We figured out that it was because I actually fought back and forth with mm, them. Um, I negotiated that salary, quote unquote, like not even, you know what I mean? Like with the master's, I was getting paid 20 and then I had to you know, still pay student debt and everything else that is a couple hundred per month. Like that, yeah. that's a huge chunk of the, 
all the money I was getting. So I couldn't even live by myself. And it wasn't up until I moved to Dominguez Hills that I was getting paid better, like a better amount. That's why it's very important. And I've always said it to like talk to your coworkers. I, I like become friends. They don't got to be your best friends, but to the point where you come to an agreement or, 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 or comfortable, que, que se sientan cómodos con sí mismo. Este, para decirles, oye, esto es cuanto yo gano. Like, this is how much I make. Or if you're training somebody to fulfill your position later on in life, hey, this is was my starting salary, and I had this much experience, so if you ever move to this position, this is how much you should ask for. I always, I'm always very open about that. Um, I think for the majority of the part, when people ask me how much I get paid, I, I tell them. What do you do? I... I <laughs> Um, essentially I manage grants, um, in, on the state, on the state side. Yeah. So, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I get paid that. I mean, it's, it's great. It's a great pay to me. Mm-hmm. Um, good benefits. We need those. Good benefits <laughs> and good PTO. Like today I had the day off, which oh was my great. Gosh. Today's June, t- well, no, today's June 20th. Uh, we're recording this on a Monday. It comes out to, well, today's. Tuesday, man, ya me hice bolas. Doctor Strange. <laughs> You're like, what's the universe? Yeah. No, um, yeah, but we're recording on a Monday, but we celebrate Juneteenth yesterday. Um, Must and we be get nice. Yeah, Must. you did not get the day off. No, we <laughs> don't. I mean, we don't even get President's Day off. So uh, that. I think President's Day off. You get, I know, you get a lot more paid holidays than, than I do. Uh, but pretty much anybody in the nonprofit world gets or in the government sector gets more days off than me. We are a private company. So, uh, yeah. That's a scam. That's a scam. I'm sorry. That is a scam. I really hate how the private the private sector, to me, you have the ability to make a lot more money. Yeah. Um, but the days off suck. I also know that nonprofits, from experience, like they tend to underpay you. Like You do get the days mm. off. Yeah. But they tend to really underpay you. So that's why I went into the education and like government side of things because I'm like, I, I love the work, but I don't want to be underpaid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I feel like as a resident, I love the work, I don't want to be underpaid. Funny, like when I was working in a nonprofit, obviously I was getting underpaid and I had a lot of days off and the benefits were great, but I was just not happy. I was not passionate at all. And then um, now I'm working in private and I've always said this, I'm overworked and underpaid, but I love it, which is so like, uh, we can never win. Our whole generation can never win, honestly. And I I try to explain this to like older generations. (laughs) Your dad? uh, How how bad, (laughs) like how how bad we have it. Um, But they, I think it's just, they don't understand. They were brought up in a, in a different a different time where the economy was kind of prospering, you know. Yeah. You were able to afford a home on like one person just working. If you were making like 74, 75,000, it was like, boom, home. Hell yeah. More than our parents made. And now it's like we can make that amount, even a hundred thousand. Like you look at it and in LA, like you cannot afford anything. Hell no, you those can. freaking houses are expensive as hell and they're ugly as hell too. I'm like, who's yeah. going to want to live here? But, well, obviously, there's people buying from out of state coming to the Calif- California. But it, it, it's like, I'm never leaving California. I mean, I don't want to say never say never, but I just could not see myself. I'd prefer the earthquakes over the hurricanes. I honestly have been thinking about, too, like moving because You're it's lying. so expensive. Yeah, it's so expensive here. That Come to the Inland Empire. I mean, even in the Inland Empire, it's expensive. Well, go if further. If you look at your houses. Like, build a house going to Area 51. That further out. Wait, where's Area 51? Oh, Arizona. Pa- yeah, yendo para Arizona. It's like on that freeway. Come on, you guys oh, didn't... You guys, did you guys drive to Vegas? Or did you guys fly? No, I flew. Oh, smart. I would <laughs> never drive to Vegas anymore. Did Like, how much was your ticket round trip? Uh, I don't even want to know because I booked it last minute. Oh, it was okay. a whole... You, you are, for those of you who didn't catch up with my story. Um, How she caught COVID, of course. Probably. So American Airlines over here. Um, Ooh, burning them. I know. American Airlines over here. 
we were supposed to go to Miami. Miami got canceled because there was a whole tropical storm hitting Miami. The first run of girls that were going, their flights got canceled. My flight surprisingly did not get canceled, but I canceled it on my own. I do get Because one, what was I going to do in Miami by what? myself? Oh. And two, Miami flooded. So oh, I touched that bullet and we had to rebook everything to Vegas. And as I was, uh, the girls went first, so they left on Thursday. And I was like, okay, I'm going to leave Friday. Um, Friday afternoon, I was leaving. And as the plane was taking off, it got a flat tire. So well, How does a plane get a flat tire? Like, don't they check um, the shit? When, when it was, like, going full speed, the pilot, like, essentially put on the brakes really, really hard. And everybody jerked forward. And I was like, this is how I die. This is how I die. Out of all the places on my way to Vegas, this is how I die for sure. <laughs> like, you expect it to be, like, on a nice airline like Delta. You got American I know, Airlines. I was like, like, this shit don't even got Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, the thing is, like, the how do plane I tell people? was breaking. Oh. I am not kidding. I looked up and I was like, yeah, this is, seems like a plane that will, like, crash. Because the things on the, you know, where the airbag, the, the the mask that you put on see, to, like, see, get see. oxygen. The one where you put on other people first. Out. Oh, no, you put on yourself before your baby. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was like, what? Were, yeah, it was kind of popping out. And then there was stains all over. And I remember like it, it Instagramming this whole thing. And I was like, yeah, if I get COVID, it'll probably be from here. And my friend was like, yeah, you'll probably get more than COVID. Hey. As this guy in the back was like coughing his life away. So I don't know where I caught it. It was probably at the club. I saw y'all clubbing. I think it maybe. I think it was the strip club. I think it was the strip oh, club. God. I'm just no, saying. I think it was. I think it was a plane. I think because- it was a strip club. Like they've dirty dancers. Yeah, you're like, yo, guess where I'm at? And I'm like, the strip club for sure. <laughs> it was not even my choice, by the way. I only. Oh my god. You know, this is why I don't money. trust bachelorette parties. I have bad experiences. Um, not being a ba- like at the bachelor party, but seeing other bachelorettes, and I'm like, ooh, they bad. <coughs> well, that's me coughing again. Sorry, Jose, because my <laughs> mind just went up a little bit. Um, Kiara's crying by the litter box. Oh, what's wrong with Kiara? Kiara's her cat, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. She's been crying for a little bit by her litter box, so I'm like, I might have to take her to the bed. Oh. She has done this before. Oh. But anyways. Pobrecita. Oh, yeah, one thing that I, we were talking about también, and you mentioned like, like, oh, well, fuck student loans. Should... Student loans get completely canceled, like down to zero. I think um, it will be a radical ish. It will be radical to do that, um, especially given the fact that not everybody has student loans. Mm-hmm. It will be radical if we were living in another country where everybody will care about each other. We will be like, yeah, cancel them. Uh-huh. Um, fortunately, we don't. The United States is very individualistic. It's very like in the. They, we focus on the individual instead of like the the collective health and well-being of everybody else as the group. Um, I think it's highly unlikely. It will really probably not be a good idea. I was going to um, say, would you want the, the United States? Would you want Joe Biden, el tío Joe Biden, el que se acaba de caer de la bicicleta por no usar triciclo? <laughs> I saw that shit and I was dying. El tío Joe? Yes. I, was I like, mean, that would be great. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think that will be a smart political choice. And let's be honest, like this country is ruled with lobbying. It, it, the corporations rule this country. I don't think they would ever allow it in a perfect utopia. Yes. I think the best track that they should do is either forgive like at least 10,000 or on the other hand, freeze completely the interest. Mm, I would agree with that as well. Because that, that makes more sense to just freeze completely the interest instead of having it. Not with the interest rate just increasing. <laughs> well, no, I think ours it's fixed. Oh, well, so they I know. Yeah, mine's fixed. But I'm just Yeah, saying. it's fixed. So they don't increase, but it doesn't make sense to put someone into debt for the tuition and everything else and then have have it be an interest that is accumulating even when you're in school. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. No. It, does, it really doesn't. Um, also, I think on the other side of things is that they should actually control the, the amount that's being spent by the universities and essentially control the tuition because tuition costs are having like 
racing up the roof. Mm-hmm. And I know for sure it's not going to the professors because the professors are also underpaid and overworked. It's, it's going to beautify the campus. Let's be honest. Or yeah, maybe it's going to the, the, times, the president's half a million, uh, you know, how much he gets the, paid. The president, if you can actually look at every single university and see how much every single person is getting paid. is uh, And even any person that is in government, you can um, see how much they're getting paid. Yeah. It's called, um, oh my God. Exactly. Clear California? Oh, no, was... the website's called like. Glassdoor.com. <laughs> Oh, it's like Transparent California. So FYI, anyone, um, wow. if you want to see how much your bosses are getting paid and they work in the public sector, yeah. or, I mean, the, in the public sector, what's uh, government employees or anything like that, you can check that out. Yeah. But yeah, essentially, the professors don't get anything. They're underworked. I mean, they're overworked, overpaid. Oh, underpaid. underpaid. Yeah. yeah, I was like. Oh, uh, overworked, underpaid. Um, and the people that are getting the most money is upper management. That, and it's true. You can check that out. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. There's a huge discrepancy between how much professors get paid and how much the upper management, like the chancellors, the the president, uh, the provosts, get paid. And you're just like, whoa. Not even that. I think the highest employed employee in the Cal State or in the UC system is a coach. Whoa. Oh. Coach. Oh. I wonder why USC. No, it's not USC. I think no, I'm just saying, you know how like the whole um, like oh, I'm going to let rich people's kids inside USC and label them as athletes just so. It's not even that. It's just because they universities, since even if they're a nonprofit or they're, you know, government that like a nonprofit university, I feel like they have been kind of focusing more on the profits and trying to beautify the campus to get more tuition, raise more tuition, also trying to like focusing a lot on athletics mm. instead of actually research. Yeah. A- an academic institution is there for research. It's not there for athletics. Well, tell that to all the donors and sponsors that they get for attending the games. <laughs> it's, it sucks though, because then it's, it's also, you know, nothing wrong with student athletes. I, I think they do the surf scholarships and everything else. Valerie. I, I know no. Valerie. Valerie's <laughs> our friend, by the way, you guys, she works yeah. in like with, with athletes. So <laughs> Yeah, and I agree with her where they should actually be able to profit off of um, their image. But I feel like a lot of uh, some some universities tend to focus a lot on like the the uh, like the sports section instead of the academics. There's so much so many students are brilliant and they're trying to do research, but unfortunately there's not enough funds. Nos quieren tener pendejillos. Y si I know. No nos tenemos que dejar. But going back to the topic of student loans, again, if you were asking me for season one, I would have been like, hell yeah, cancel them shit. Like, I don't want any of them. And then as I started listening to more podcasts about investing, about the economy and about student loans, I'm like, okay, 10,000 is what uh, Joe Biden promised. He should definitely do that. I do agree that they should freeze the student, uh, the student interest. That would be great. If they were to completely wipe out all the student loans, my biggest concern would be, are we actually fixing the solution or are we just putting tape uh, like on on a whole al rato it's going to gush out with water or whatnot? Uh, be- yeah. Because I think I, it, it doesn't yeah, fix like the cost of tuition. It doesn't fix the, you know, teaching students about financial education. It does. It wouldn't stop. Oh, they already canceled them once. We're just going to get another loan, you know? I don't think I don't think it's a fact of like teaching people financials really because nobody has been really taught financials even way before our parents. Um, they should be teaching that shit. Like I'm so pissed. Like I, I could be, be a millionaire it. right now. You know how I'm like cuanto me hubiera ahorrado? Like I'd be working in radio because I love it and I do love it, but I would be working it for fun, not because I needed to work. I think that's a that's a weird mentality to have, to be honest, because, it, you know, you should be able to work and everything, but you should also be able to make a living wage. Let's go ahead and take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. You do it all without breaking a sweat, like being a boss exec to Tuesday tennis to homework. Why do the kids have so much homework? Family dinners, lunches, brunches, trips to the vet and a weekend getaway that's anything but a getaway. And you do it all in style. Even when you have back-to-back conference calls on top of the kids' orchestra recitals, not to mention your side hustle. 
That's why we created the fully reimagined Infiniti QX60. A luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene. With premium features like a panoramic moonroof, ample cargo space, and available massaging front seats to bring the ease of luxury to your everyday. Introducing the all-new Infiniti QX60, designed to help you take on life and all the chaos it may come with in style. Learn more at infinityusa.com. Now with extremely limited availability, contact your local retailer for inventory information. And, and the whole issue here is not just the racing cost situation, it's the racing cost of everything. Yeah. Because uh, if you compare generations before to now, they were able to afford, like I said, they were able to afford a house and uh-huh. a family <laughs> and everything at at our point, you know, when, when we put it towards like inflate, even with inflation and everything, they were able to afford everything, but we cannot even afford a home, yeah. you know? <laughs> Like our our apartments, like the apartment every single year, like the, it keeps racing the rent, racing the rent, and we live in the same apartment. Yeah. And it's not only us, it's everybody. Um, you know, the houses behind me, they're two-bedroom house, two-restroom, very simple, like, like, you know, very simple home. They're going up to, like, sometimes, like, one million. Wow. And this is in Long Beach. Yeah, is a tsunami. They're going, when you look at Zillow, they're like 900,000 and they get sold over asking. How much, how much would that be like on a monthly, like your mortgage? I think like, I think depends. I think like 5k. Right, right. Yeah. How much would you need to pay five, like 5k? That means, I I don't know. I'm doing the math all wrong here. I'm just saying you'd probably need to make about 8k, uh, a month well no, no not even more, more than like, that i would okay let's say 10k a month because after taxes it would be 7k i'm just gonna go ahead and say and then you would pay 5,000 mortgage let's say if it was you, you by yourself that's yeah i don't think lot. it's possible yeah <laughs> that's still a lot yes, it, i don't getting, think it's possible but I know I still hear a lot of people say like, hey, and I was just listening to another podcast. They were like, Buy, don't be afraid to buy a home. Like years ago, the interest rates were like at 20%, even though the houses were like at 75000 Now the houses are higher, you know, in price and the interest rates are like at 5 6%. And you're just like, oh, yeah, but tell that to like the groceries and the fucking potatoes and the apples that are now expensive and the chicken and factor in the gas. Also... Everybody, I don't know why every single time I keep seeing people like all the realtors go, it's a great time to buy a home. I'm like, you guys said that in <laughs> <laughs> I don't and think we'll ever happened. have another 08 uh, from, but, well, I think we're going to have like a little market crash, but I, I, a baby one, I don't think it'll be as bad as 2008 where people are going to like have to sell off their homes and you know, move into apartments or, you know, go, go super bankrupt. I think we're going to see a decrease in value in houses, but not a huge. I think, I don't know. It's, it's, we never seen this before where we got hit with a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not completely sure if we ever fixed the issues in 08 when, you know, I know that it's harder to like apply for loans and everything else for it to get a mortgage just to get a house. But I don't know if that really fits it. And to be honest, I don't trust the United States enough to fit things. <laughs> I don't. Um, I, th- I saw something today, actually, regarding homes that California wants to essentially subsidize like the down payment. And it's not the one that we were talking about. Uh-huh. Um, they they want to subsidize the the loan payment or the the down payment, but they will essentially own a a fraction of the home. What? what? Wait, what does that mean? Sorry, you're using SAT word subsidize. So, they, I'm gonna read it straight up from the Long Reach Post uh, from Call Matters. First time home buyers uh, often rely on family gifts to afford the down payment on their homes. Now, California legislators want the government to fill the role of generous relative. I know, my lawmakers. Mistake. Lawmakers are proposing creating a billion-dollar fund in this year's state budget that will provide California's first-time buyers either all the money they need for a down payment or very close to it in exchange for par- partial ownership stakes in those residences. No, mames. 
Hell no. I feel. I don't, know, I don't know how I feel about that one. Hell no. Um, For a partial ownership, doesn't anybody like like when? Have you not seen Shark Tank? Like they freaking go in there and be like, "Hey, my company's worth this much. I'm asking for five percent uh, of the money, and then five percent would be um, the, the 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 other guy who's lending the money. Y si el güey decide pagarle para atrás, then it's like, well, you keep ownership and whatnot. I hope I'm explaining it right. If not, somebody like let me know. But anyways, yeah. if they if the government owns some part of your home, don't you think the government is going to be sneaky as fuck and be like? Hey. Yeah, see, that's that's hey. where I'm at. So to continue with this, the proposal it's a proposal. The proposal put forward by State Senate President Pro Tem Pro Tem Tony Atkins. I, already, like, as, I don't like the last name already. I can't pronounce it. Um comes as skyrocketing property prices right into the divide between those who own their homes and those who rent in California. In the past year, Golden State homeowners gained 141,000 in home equity. On average, the housing research on average, the housing research research firm CoreLogic responded last week more than any other state. So the whole issue here, and I could see where they're going with this, is that um, essentially you're diminishing the middle class. And you know, I know a lot of research on this because I also work uh, work on you know closely. I have to keep up with like housing. Keep up with the Joneses. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't know how to feel about it. I'm torn because I feel like it might be sketchy for the government to own partially your property. So they have money to give out to people so they can buy homes and whatnot, but they can't use that money or those funds to bring down the costs of some things. Yeah. I I don't understand. And then there's also... Okay, so speaking about money and helping shit go down and whatnot... Ah, uh, this is gonna sound like I'm. Uh, I I I feel for what's happening in Ukraine, right? I really do. Oh like, my god, it freaking sucks. Like I, my heart goes out to all the kids, all the families, and I I understand that there's a war, but there at the same time, I see. Ahora sí, como diría Trump, millions and millions of dollars, or billions and trillions and millions of dollars. I don't know the exact amount. Go to Ukraine. Awesome. But where it's, where's my relief? Where's a, my gas tax credit? Someone someone said it's like watching your broke friend who owes you money go and spend the, all of that at the club and bottle service, <laughs> or go to yeah. the mall and buy a bunch of stuff. I'm like, it kind of is. But funny enough, though, that money that is going to Ukraine is essentially going to our military. Oh, so. <laughs> Great. That's another issue I have with this country. Um, yeah. We spend a lot in the military, and it just all goes back to it. Um, I, the money that we send to Ukraine is to essentially replenish the supplies that we have sent already to Ukraine. Yeah. What was um, it? And like I said, I f- I feel for the families. I you know it's it's horrible the situation that they've been put through, the trauma, and mm-hmm. you know it's going to cause many issues. For everybody, for generations and generations, you have families have been ripped apart. Now they have to like seek refuge and somewhere else. But at the same time, the United States is also going through a lot. We, <laughs> bro, like, es lo que le sigue. Yeah. And, you know, for a country that doesn't have essentially social support, nothing like, not even universal healthcare, subsidized education, nothing like that. For us to just be spending all that money in the military, doesn't make any sense. Really I'm all for, you know, respect to those who serve, but I'm all for also cutting down the spending there. Because if you look at it, how much we're spending there compared to other countries, we spend a lot. And why are we fighting? I'm pretty it, sure, like, the, the I'm sorry, like, the, the, the president wants the oil. You know, what's his name? UN, the United Nations, wants the oil. Like, as evil as that sounds, they want your oil. Like. Yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to see, like, yeah, so the United States spends, this is as of 2020, seven, $778 billion. On the military. Yeah, and estimate China is spends 252 oh. India, 72 Russia, 61 UK, 59 wow. So you see how, yeah. It's and, disproportioned. And for a country that is not in active war, that's hmm. insane. Imagine like, if we were. I wonder how much we spent when Bush was... Uh, in president or during those 20 years that, well, technically it just ended if 2020, 
um, the war in uh, Iraq? In Iraq, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So this is according to the Peter, uh, the Peter G. Peterson Foundation. We spent <laughs> more than China, India, UK, Russia, France, Germany, Saudi Arabia, Japan, and South Korea combined. Uh, uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> Where One, two, it, it's three. freaking little dick syndrome. Like they're just trying to prove who's got the biggest military. It's a, we spend more than nine countries combined. We also have the highest person population. <laughs> so when you look at things like that, I have a lot of issues how things are run this country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in terms of like the economy, how it's ran, the social services, how it's ran, because essentially you're screwing everybody over. You're screwing everybody over by the corporations, from the students, from the people that are supposed to be helping you, the doctors, the people that teach your children, the mm. people in childcare. Everybody is getting like essentially squeezed by 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 people who don't have to live like that. You know. When did we get so into like politics? I remember like t- like five, ten years ago, like we were like politics. What? Like whoa. And then all of a sudden, like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I think I always been into politics because early on in my life, I got exposed to like what Marxism was, oh, yeah. uh, you know, um, I what still, socialism was. I was going to say, like, you can talk to me about socialism, fascism, communism, and I would not be able to t- tell you the difference. I know what communism means. Well, I don't know what it means. I know <laughs> essentially what it quote unquote looks like because I when you say communist, I think China and I think Cuba. Um and that's not a really that's not an example. Oh well there you go. See then that's I don't know shit. Even, uh, yeah. And it's it's like, funny because when we used to live together, you explained it to me so many times and you sent me so many sources and I still don't get it. Like I'm such a visual person that I would need it like explained with like stick figures. Cartoons. Yes. <laughs> There has to be a cartoon out there. And for those of you who don't know what it means, I always encourage everyone to to research like what, you know, different ideologies on how to deal with the economy, like or how to deal with essentially a country and the politics behind it. Like you have the communist, you know, the communist viewpoint where everybody should be earning essentially a livable wage or, you know, everybody should be earning the same way. But it's not really feasible because greed um you know you have like yes. it, you should have a mixture of both there is you know a, a pure capitalist society and how that is not even stable so yeah. it's i always encourage everybody to research and like read critique critiques on it because that opens your mind a lot of like yeah that doesn't make sense how we're doing things a, cu- a couple of days ago aoc alexandra ocasio cortez everybody uh you know uh you uh new york's congresswoman i yeah. don't know what she is but she is out there doing the lord's work she posted uh, a questionnaire where she basically said like hey have you recently just changed party from like Republican to Democrat and why or vice versa, Democrat to Republican and whatnot. And I have like put in me ballot or whatnot that I'm I'm registered as a Democrat. But up until Mm -hmm. recently, like I not I don't consider myself either. Like, I'm like, I think I'm independent. I may vote Republican if I feel like the ideals of this person is uh are good i just think that now that the word republican is synonymous to trump and it's synonymous to evil and it's synonymous to to bad you know whereas democrat it i mean i guess you could say um is synonymous to good obama and i'm like i just "Eh." had this i just had this conversation with my family like literally like two days ago um, and I told, uh, I, I was telling my dad about it, that I don't, I don't see myself with either or party for the same reason, because there's bad politics all the way around. And the reason why I side myself with the Democrats is because on the other side, you have the prior boys, the KKK yeah. and that dress like Walmart employees. Yes. I don't know what they're called. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> they yes. The ones that got arrested in the U-Haul, those that you have that. And then on this side, like, we have Antifa, but they're Antifa is technically the anti-fascist movement, so it makes sense. I, yeah. I don't know. 
but there's bad politics all the way around. I am all for being fiscally responsible. Fuck, you but I uh, say two words. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am all for being fiscally responsible and, and taking care of the economy and being conservative in the matters of the economy. But I am also all for, you know, having being liberal in the terms of like the liberties that you have with your body, the liberties that you have when it mm-hmm. turns to religion, because it, on the other side of the spectrum, on the Republican side, I feel like it's a very pro God or pro like very uh-huh. Christian. And I really absolutely hate when politics get mixed with religion. It should oh, not be. Oh my gosh. And it's usually the super Christian, super Catholic who are very much, uh imposing shit on people and it's like oh my god uh uh, like pro-choice pro-life and whatnot it's like well okay you're pro-choice pro-life until the baby's born and needs all this attention and needs all these services then you're just like no 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 we can't give that much money and been very tough on immigration when, yeah, in fact, yeah. Jesus like, was a refugee himself. Oh, my God. Speaking <laughs> about immigration, super tangent again. I saw the Netflix documentary, Halftime, with uh, uh, J-Lo. J-Lo. You haven't seen it? No. Okay, we'll watch it. Uh, she has a documentary? Yeah, she has a documentary, like, leading up to Halftime, the Halftime in the Super Bowl where she performed with Shakira, right? So, oh, my God. I forgot that happened. Uh, what that was so long ago <laughs> no so part so part of her thing is she was saying like as an artist she was never really political she didn't want to like talk about politics but it got to the point where she as a latina felt the need to speak up and just seeing those kids in cages etc cetera, etc cetera, that she wanted to make a statement so one of the things that she wanted to do is showcase little kids and little girls in her halftime performance in cages so so she and Shakira were like, let's run it. Uh, uh, and the song that they were performing or uh, did perform was Born in the USA. So like Born in the USA. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it's a very emblematic, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. It was the first time that I heard it, to be honest. But I, I get it. So apparently the NFL wanted to cut it as soon as they found out, hey, it's cages. And it was a day before the actual performance. And the reason that they wanted to cut it, it oh, my God, here comes a cough. <coughs> Dang, I Jesus. got really excited. Sorry, I, like I'm already using my voice a lot. But the reason they wanted to cut it is because the upper NFL people were obviously in ties with uh, like pro-immigrant, like pro-wall and whatnot. So pro-Trump narrative. The, the what is it, <laughs> narrative that we know doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, see, I... I have, like I said, I have a lot of issues on how this country's ran. I just starting from all the way to the top of we should have more than two parties and yeah. we should actually have a term like an age limit. Yes, on, I definitely think 60 yeah. is an age limit. I definitely. Yeah. After that, please retire. Like, yes. man, how how are you going to make decisions for for the future generations when like you're you don't even belong in the generation that you're going to be? Yeah. I'm like the average, what's the average like age in the U.S., like 30 something? I was like, but we have people that are like 70, 80 running this country. How does that make any sense? I don't know. (laughs) It's like it's because they're more wise. No, they're more ignorant. I always like to say like you're just more ignorant because you just don't understand our current needs because you don't live them unless unless you come from the bottom and you like kind of push yourself up there. Like AOC, who I feel like is young enough to understand our issues uh, as first generation uh, students or immigrants, like childs of Im- children of immigrants. She's uh, young mm-hmm. enough to be like, hey, I identify and I went to college and I did the whole like struggling to get to where I'm at. She has that imposter syndrome because she said it like and that's something we all fucking live with. She freaking has student loans and I'm like, oh, you understand me. Yeah, uh, I, I just don't see what's so radical about her. I think it's because it's different. It's different for for people that have been used to, like someone essentially not speaking and saying like what everybody's thinking um, or what our generation is thinking. I think it's very, it's very different from the mindset that all like other generations have had. And our generation is kind of in the, it's kind of we're kind of in the middle because we're the first generation that cannot afford. A lot of things we we didn't do. We're not doing better than our parents, you know. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's a, probably the first generation that we're not doing better than our parents, and that that really yeah. sucks because, you know, I we hit this burnout too. You know, like yeah. we we are we're hitting burnout. I feel like I'm hitting burnout. You know, I'm thankful for my job. I love my job. Um, I, I love what I do, and I'm very passionate about it. But I also feel like I'm hitting this burnout where I'm never going to be able to afford. The, the the life I want, you yes. know, I so, will have to have like three, four jobs working 24 hours around the clock. I'm and it's saying, like at a point. Only fans at this point. <laughs> well, maybe it's not sure. only fans because they take 20% of your profit. I looked into it. Trust me. <laughs> but, but like, man, these people, I'm, I'm serious. Like I'm getting this whole like, fuck, they're, they're making so much money uh, before I, cause I know you got to go bowling. <laughs> Uh, I was like, just listen to this woman. I'm pretty sure you've heard it before. And I'm like, dang, this is where our country is right now. And these are the people who are advocating for change for us in office. Warming and, and, and carbon is, is actually healthy for us. We've already warmed one degree Celsius. And do you know what's happened since then? Here, let me tell you. We have had more food grown since mm. then, which feeds people. We are able to, producing fossil fuels keeps people's houses warm in the winter. That saves people's lives. People die in the cold. Right. This, wow. this, this earth warming and, and, and carbon is, is actually healthy for us. So she's talking about earth warming and she's talking about how earth warming is, such a, is actually really good for us. It's Marjorie... Uh, oh my! I know who you're talking about. The girl yes. that said that. Yes, you were just telling me right now, like, hey, I can't hear shit. Well, I'm like, well, this is what you get for being on Zoom. <laughs> no, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I was like, her whole sentence decreased my my IQ by like a point. I just want to know what like, they're teaching in the middle of America that they're growing up to think this way. That's another issue we have here: the crisis of education, the crisis of misinformation. I I think I told you guys, well, I told you that in my pueblo, there's a rumor going around that the COVID vaccine gives you wrinkles. What the fuck? <laughs> when I heard that, that there's people Botox. don't want to <laughs> I was like, there's solutions for that. Uh, yeah, so I heard from my grandma, she said that a lot of like people don't want to get it because they have seen really young people have wrinkles because they have the vaccine. And I was like, no, I think you they're just getting older and also it's really stressful. So wrinkle stress, you know what? She's like, well, that's what they've been saying. And I'm like the age of misinformation. That's so funny. Okay. So playing telephone. Cause you're in Jalisco. I'm in Michoacan. My uncle uh, who's 70 said something very similar. Uh, when I went last year to, to Michoacan just to visit my dad, he basically said like, Hey, mira, ya te estás poniendo como un zorrillo. O sea, like a skunk that I'm, I'm graying, de seguro ha de haber sido por la vacuna. And at that moment, I didn't get it, but it's like, oh shit, 360 full circle ahorita con que me estás contando. And I'm just like, we just live a more stressful life than you do. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry, it's just that we can't afford to like take time off. <laughs> yeah, y el que se la vive en rancho. Yeah, and I'm like, the age of misinformation, and it's, I feel like it has hit a lot uh, on you know, the older generation and the people that, you know, are easily sway is like, like, los puedes convencer muy fácilmente, where yeah. they read something on the internet and they think it's completely true. And, and it's like, it's, no, I could be a completely idiot on the internet, post whatever I want, and then... Ah, bueno, pues así la situación y así la vida. And this was our... I, I had fun. This was just like a little chat. And I... Yeah. I, I when I when I proposed it to Stephanie, I was all like, "Hey, let's just have a conversation like with one of those that we used to have when we would just come home and be like, let me tell you this bitch. <laughs> yeah, we you would start know? off with the cheese and then we would get very deep in and just have these types yeah. of conversations. And we're like, huh, that just left us like, fuck, we're screwed. <laughs> Did that, you cough? Me over here, I was like, where'd she go? But she went to go cough. Yeah. Um. Well, I miss this conversation. So yeah, this this one was random, but I like having those. Yeah. I wish we could have more people when like we would just have random conversations with like everybody that will walk in. 
and be like, hey, what do you think about global warming? And they're like, what the fuck? I just got in. I have a six pack of beer. And we're like, let's sit down and let's drink it. But what do you think about it? Yeah, we need to talk. Anyways, we have snacks, snacks, right? Uh, Thank you guys for joining Steph and I on this episode of Salud Podcast. Don't forget to follow us at Salud Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify. I don't know where you're listening to us. Apparently, like people, a lot of people listening to us on Apple. And I thought the preferred like listening platform with Spotify. I was wrong. So <laughs> I'm just letting you guys know who those who listen to it on Apple. Nothing wrong with Apple, but I like Spotify. Uh, I do too. I mean, Hey Apple, if you want to sponsor this, like I'm just yeah, kidding, I'm, you know, I'm just kidding. Spotify too. I'm just yeah, saying, I'm just saying you guys are both <laughs> wonderful platforms. I really appreciate it. So whatever platform you're listening to, thank you. Gracias. Don't forget to subscribe, share, obviously follow us on Instagram and yeah, gracias y nos vemos eh, la próxima semana for the final episode of this season. Woo! Yes. Yes. All right, peace out. Bye.